0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 83 of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, MUFON field investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. And today we continue our celebration of April with women in the field. And today we have special guests. We have author, researcher, investigator and abductee, Melinda Leslie. Melinda has one of the best abduction cases that I've ever heard and has some great information that she's been researching over the years. So today should be an excellent episode and I hope you guys all enjoy it. And with that being said, strap on your seatbelts, we're going for a ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 83 of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, MUFON field investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. Today's episode is sponsored by KMP Expressive Events. If you're looking to hold an uh, event or a conference or any kind of party in the tri-state area, they make the entire process extremely easy. Um, I've used them a couple times, so I can tell you from experience, they are the best of the best. If you're looking to get uh, hold an event, go to our website to get all their information, which is ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. Today, we continue our celebration of women in the field, and we have with us today special guest Melinda Leslie. Melinda, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's important celebrating women that are in ufology because there aren't as many as the men, um, and you guys are doing amazing work in the field that I think really needs to be highlighted. So thank you for coming on today.
1: Well, thank you again. Uh, you know, I'm I'm so proud to be one of the women in the field. There's so many women doing amazing work. We're still a you know we're still a minority, and uh, but there's 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 quite a few of us now, and I'm so honored and proud to be considered one of them. You know, uh, it shouldn't have to be where women in the field get recognized because it should be where we're equal, you know, players in the game, if you will. But I get it. The ufology and its history um, certainly was really heavy towards the men and and women were upper, underrepresented. And so again, I'm really proud to be here representing for my <laughs> fellow girlfriends for sure. You know, I on that same note, there's something I, I wanna say, there is an outstanding woman in quotes in the field right now, and who I who is like the woman of the hour that I think we rec- need to recognize. Do you know who I might be meaning?
0: Uh, maybe is it a politician or a ufologist?
1: Well, her regular profession is a politician.
0: <laughs> I would say Senator Gillibrand. <laughs> yeah, you got it,
1: <laughs> Senator Gillibrand. Yes. Yeah, Senator Christine Gillibrand is is doing amazing work on behalf of us all, and we're uh, I'm I'm so glad to have her, you know, on our side. You know, she's not like ufology side she's on the side of the truth she wants to know at least that's how it comes across and i certainly certainly hope with the bomb of my heart that that's the case but you know we're on the 19th we're supposed to have hearings and hopefully everybody who listens to you knows that now um it got announced i guess yesterday and it's now officially on the government's site saying there's going to be a hearing um and uh and it's just Kirkpatrick, is my understanding at this point, with uh, uh, but it's a senatorial hearing as opposed to congressional, which what happened last May. And this time it's uh Brand and the committees she's on um questioning Kirkpatrick. And uh, uh, I'm hearing all sorts of things through the grapevine, and I'm just real excited that we're here. You know, I've been in the field 34 years, and I never. Dreamt, you know, in my 34 years that we'd be here, you know, with yeah. Senate hearings on the subject. And yet here we are. Absolutely. And the last five years of just, well, I don't need to tell you, but <laughs> they've been phenomenal in, in the field. And so it's, it's an exciting time. It's about time. And again, I want to give hats off definitely to Senator Gillibrand and all the work she's doing. So we're going to so I get to count her as one of the women of ufology. Right. Yeah, now. That's Absolutely.
0: right. I <laughs> would have to agree with you with that. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think are some of the things that we're going to hear and see tomorrow? Uh, or I'm sorry, on the 19th with these hearings. Are, do, are you expecting anything particular?
1: Well, um, no, but maybe low expectations is good. <laughs> you know. um, I can tell you, let me here, I'll look at something super quick here. I'm looking on my phone at something um, super duper 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 quick because I have it right here. I just sent it to someone. Good if I have it right here. Someone, um, who is on UFO Twitter, uh, on Twitter active, um, who knows people in the uh, Senate, uh, uh, one of the Senate committees, um, uh, staffer, staffer. So I'm going to I'm going to quote what they said in their tweet. So this is like as much as I know. But this is someone. You know, talking to a Senate staffer. So hopefully they've got some you know good info. And it says the Senate UAP hearing. um, He just got off a call. So that was this morning. Just got off a call with an SASC uh, SASC staffer. Uh, So that's the Senate staffer. Um, I guess this. What's the SASC Senate?
0: I'm not sure. It's like
1: I know, but I'll think of it in just a second. I'm just. Pulling a blank, but I do know. Uh, but a staffer with them said, "Kirkpatrick." So that's the head of ARO, A A R O, the All Domain
0: Anomalous Resolution Office.
1: Resolution office. It's the. Re- I always want to say reconnaissance, <laughs> and that's why. I yeah, myself. I hear you. I, my brain is stuck on reconnaissance. Resolution office, and I know, and I've been saying it a lot correctly lately. So <laughs> put me on the spot. There we go. Okay, God, I do. I, it's like. The word resolution stuck in my head, so reconnaissance office. So um, Kirkpatrick, who's the head of that, um, is the one who is you know being questioned. And it says here, Kirkpatrick will be will be bringing evidence at the hearing, potentially potentially including photos and videos of UAPs. The hearing won't be specifically about balloons or the three balloon related objects. And that this is the real deal, folks, according to the person who posted and says they're getting that from a staffer. Now, I do have some sources myself that, you know, I'm just being that I'm just hearing all this really today. um, I am just hearing it today that I haven't been able to talk to any of my sources to see what they say. But I'm certainly going to do that. I have um, someone who's involved with consulting some of the major witnesses. And someone else who's closely related and directly talking to many of the people involved, both of these individuals. So I do need to check with them and see what they're hearing, and I'll do that. I just uh, – again, I'm just hearing this all the day and in the midst of work and other things. Right. Haven't had a chance to call them, but I will. <laughs> I will I will but so, uh, so that's so you know that's as much as I know is as it sounds like according to that staffer if you know we're to believe that that's all accurate that you know that 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 Kirkpatrick is um, bringing evidence to this uh, we know like we were just saying about Christine Gillibrand how absolutely uh, serious she is and um, and so uh, you know we're and and I suppose the uh, other senators who are going to be there as part of this are are hopefully equally as serious and so this could get very interesting you know they're going to question them i think they're going to ask them some hard questions now we do do know there's like a three-hour time limit or something like that that i just saw that posted today that someone said they heard it's supposed to go from i think it's 10 30 to 1 30 okay uh, but here's the deal uh yeah so um but they this is both an open hearing and a closed hearing. Right. So last time the <clears throat> open hearing was only like a half hour you know, last May. So I'm thinking, okay, we may get a real short open hearing again, or maybe not. I don't know how they're dividing the time up. And so I hopefully, but again, I know how serious Gillibrand is. She wants to inform the public. Um, she's looking for transparency. At least that's the thing she keeps saying. So,
0: right. so
1: let's let's hope. and. Um, you know, there is some other people are scheduled to do some interesting. Some people involved with direct knowledge are, um, or or closely involved, talking to those with direct knowledge are scheduled to do various interviews and podcasts. Uh, there's a major one going on today, besides us, and and over the next, you know, couple of days and whatever leading up to the 19th. So I suppose we may hear more as we get closer. Um, but a lot of people may not be able to say a lot or it may be a, up in the air. It might be, you know, the senators are going in there with certain questions and um, and then seeing how it goes from there, you know, kind of thing, depending on what comes up. So it, it people may not know because that may be undetermined how far it's going to go. But I mean, come on, we're having Senate hearings on the subject there. They're questioning Kirkpatrick, the head of the new department. So I I, I see it as nothing but good. Oh, you yeah. know, it's movement forward. Uh, it's, it's definitely a step forward. How many steps? We'll wait and see. But even just the fact they're doing it is a step forward. And then I also hear, we're all hearing through the grapevine that there's supposed to be more hearings, that this is the beginning of more. And we do know that multiple congressmen have said they've gotten the approval on their end to have a hearing. Well, this is a senate hearing so the next one might be a congressional one so you know with the house so uh it's 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 like i said it's an exciting time i'm just glad it's happening in my life and hopefully it'll keep moving forward and that will will get there to the the ultimate truth
0: yeah this is definitely history in the making for sure when it comes to the ufo field and researchers like yourself have been researching this and wanting this for years to come so this is like the, the the pinnacle of it you know this is this is what everybody's been working hard towards especially Absolutely. yourself Absolutely. Um, now i know that senator gil uh gilbrand had had spoken to some representatives from arrow and the dod a couple of weeks back and she was discussing the fact that they haven't gotten their full funding yet i don't know if you heard this and it's just i'm hoping they get that settled with this hearing coming up because I think it was what, $22 million they were supposed to get, and they haven't even received most of it.
1: Well, there was a, a, a finance hearing. Um, I forget the date. I want to say, um, what was that, like two weeks ago? Yes, yeah, Two like or that. three, okay. And it, at that one, the parts that I watched of, of, of that, um, it seemed that Senator Gillibrand was asking um, – Avril Haines, head of the ODNI, which uh, Arrow falls under, are they, are you completely funding it? And the top brass around her, and they were all saying, yes, yes, I've been reassured. It's getting its complete funding now. So apparently that settled that, that that's getting the funding. I, 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 maybe there's more to know about that. I mean, I don't know what you know, God only knows what Gillibrand knows and, where, and her, where her and her people are going with this. Right? right. But but it seemed like Avril Haines gave her the reassurance. Yes, it's being funded. Now, maybe they're going to show evidence of that this time. I don't know. But uh, the fact that there was that reassurance, then I felt that it was answered, you know.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. If if
1: Avril Haines was saying yeah yeah it's been completely funded we're giving all its funding now we're you know building it up etc so that that's what got said then so uh, we'll just see I I you know like everyone else I do not know what's going to come up in this I'm hoping some of the various interviews and stuff going forward I I do know that. Uh, Uh, Gary Nolan was being interviewed today, you know, and he knows people directly involved. So we'll see. I mean, he knows people meeting with the senators and stuff, of course. So let's see, you know, let's see um, what everyone else says and where this is going. I Unfortunately, I, I know I know as much as you do
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting though. It's it's definitely exciting, and I'm looking for. Hopefully, it'll make the newspaper. That would be nice to have the the whole debt, knowing that it happened throughout our history. <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: You know, and and what we need. You know, I I do my UFO sighting tours. I'm not blind plugging that. You're probably gonna bring it up anyways. Absolutely. But but I take out people every night almost every night every night that the sky is clear enough to do it unfortunately tonight might be a problem because it's very cloudy but okay but i've done now 1633 tours that's what i'm at so my next one if that's tonight or tomorrow whatever is 1634. i've taken out a lot of people i've done the math conservatively it's well over 20,000 it's probably I need to do the numbers again I'm sure it's over 30,000 people and I get a good sense from hearing from everyone and I ask every night if anyone's following the current disclosure stuff and then if they say yes to what degree what do they mean and to the degree they're following it and so when I I'll ask like do do people know the tic-tac sighting right okay The Nimitz event, and I'm only getting a response back of about one in a hundred. Wow. Yeah, maybe one in fifty tops.
0: That's really low.
1: Yeah, and then when it comes to if I say the NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, if I talk about Senator Gillibrand and what she's doing, if I talk about anything deeper. You know, uh, if I talk about Burchette and his comments, Congressman Burschette, you know, and etc., cetera, etc., cetera. no one knows. So what I can say is now you and I know people with podcasts who bother to follow this. We're all listening to each other. Great. We're all active in Twitter or on Facebook, which you're posting stuff all the time. Right. But if people aren't active there, and it's not as active on Facebook,
0: no, you know, not at all.
1: The details of this, as as it is on Twitter. And hats off to everyone who is. But I'm getting a sense from the general public who have an interest in the subject, because if they're, you know, they're paying money to come on my tour. If they're signed up to go on a tour, they have an interest. Now, don't get me wrong. I take out a lot of real skeptical people too, because their family and friends bring them along, and they're quick to tell me. <laughs> I'll tell me up front often. I'm a skeptic. I don't believe it, you know, whatever. And I'm so glad we have sightings and change their minds. You know, right. I change people's paradigms all the time. Yay. That's great. <laughs> that's what
0: makes,
1: that's what makes it fun for me. You right. know? Yep. Is, is that happening for people? You know, I mean, it's always fun for me. My clients are great, but, but I mean, when I do that, and I really change someone's mind. Oh my God, that's like the most rewarding.
0: So what do you, you think? Know, it's
1: one thing if I have people on my tour who've already had sightings, because, you know, they, they almost expect to see something, and that's okay, you know, right. and that's great. So I'm glad I'm validating and verifying and confirming for them. Yay! Okay, absolutely. But when I take out those real hardened skeptics, man, and and even get borderline debunkers and stuff, and we have something really good happen, that's you know, that's that's gold for that's me. All <laughs> worth that's all worth gold. a while. Okay, right. so but the reason I brought all that up was I'm getting this sense from talking to everyone and asking them these questions, how little knowledge there is about it. Right. And I'll tell you why. And I think anyone listening probably knows exactly exactly where the problem is. We have zero media attention. Right. Now we're getting a little like, yeah, you know, some late night comedy hosts occasionally, you know, thank God. Steve Colbert has brought it up a couple of times. Jimmy Kimmel has. Yay. Yay. You know, and, and, and they'll, well, they'll make some light of it. They're basically handling it as a serious thing. Yay. Okay. That's good. So really, when you really listen, they're not really making jokes about the UFOs, you know, right. it's more like jokes about the politicians, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, yeah, but, but okay. So yay. And then, yeah. Okay. We can say Tucker Carlson is, I'm not a fan, but okay. At least he's covering it, you know, and, and, and occasionally, but Even if I bring up, did you see Tucker Carlson talk about it? Did you see Burchette on this or this? Or did you see Colbert talk about it again? Again, people aren't, well, first off, there's a big problem. They're not following the news. We have an incredibly uninformed. I will bring up the basic news stuff to people and they have no clue. Nobody's following anything going on.
0: That's insane. Or, or That's if they crazy. do, they're
1: getting just one source for their information. Wow. And 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 whatever your view is in 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 the extremes of either side of politics, you got to get multiple views, including the opposing. Right. You know, and and when you're not, you're not being an informed voter. You know,
0: not at all. And you're
1: certainly not being informed in paying having any say so in this conversation. You know, let's get back to that, you know, because I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> I steer clear of it on my tours very deliberately. And if people bring it up, I I will yeah, often bring about a good the one. conversation away from it because it's not the place for it. I don't think it's professional to do so. But um, but going back to um luckily that's one thing i can say about what's going on with senate and congress on this subject it's bipartisan thank god right you know so isn't that refreshing
0: what can we be doing to actually there's fix- actually
1: something they can both agree on right. and maybe that's to our benefit right now because it is someplace they can have common ground and something they can fight for together and maybe maybe that's benefiting their willingness to cover it you know but going back to again i was making you know a a huge point there which was the lack of media attention so with these hearings on the 19th what we need is media attention if it's not covered on the media no one will know that it happened and even if there's a bombshell dropped who will know my clients won't know and those are people who want to know they want to be informed they're like how can we know when this is happening i told them, follow me on facebook follow anyone on facebook in the subject but these are my clients i'll say follow me on facebook because i will post everything there right because half of them actually i should say out of all my clients uh 90 of them (laughs) are not on twitter (laughs) and actually are opposed to it, you know. Okay, so, um, for a lot of reasons. Some of them obvious, you know. And, And so they're not there. They're not part of that conversation. Twitter thinks, oh, it's all these people. You guys, there's like 200 of us having a conversation. That's it. There's a few people following, but they're not really following. There's only 200 or maybe even less than 100 actively engaged, you know, so. We're not a sampling of the population, and yet people come on my tour and they really want to know. So I say, follow me on Facebook because I'll post stuff. And sure enough, as soon as all this hearing stuff, as soon as I heard it, I posted three different you know sources, including the government's site on it, and hopefully my Facebook people will go okay, and then they'll be following on the 19th, you know. But people do this too. They go, oh yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. And if they don't mark their calendars or their organizers, they watching that when it happens right you know? and so what so how do we get the word out to the public
0: that's the is question the
1: media, and it's we got to get media attention on this
0: how do we do that though if they don't want to do it I mean, usually they, they, we, people have said the government you know is in the, every media and they they control what goes in and out
1: no you mean well you can people can do this okay okay if that's a serious question how do we do this call the representatives of the you know call the the heads of the various media organizations perfect call and email them and say please cover this we have a hearing coming up there's a senate hearing on ufos please cover it you know right. i almost thought of making sure i almost thought of of calling cbs or whatever and, and i think that whatever <laughs> i have to figure out who to call <laughs> to to make sure uh, uh, Steve Colbert is talking about it, you know. So I want Stephen Colbert, even though these jokes, but he takes this seriously, he's into it, and say, "You guys, does Stephen know this is going on? Right? Because if he if he watches it, oh yeah, he'll bring it up and he'll make sure his writers include it." Hmm you know, yeah. because he's already done that. He, he's already done that repeatedly. So uh, I suspect if I call them, he'll, they'll say, yeah, I already knows, you know. Right. Um, and if anyone's got connections out there, anyone listening to this, you got connections in, in Hollywood. you got connections to the media. You know anyone who's in news broadcasting and, and, and it could be alternative as well as mainstream. Yeah. I
0: you know, completely agree. Yeah, Let them,
1: let them know, you know, uh, a lot of things, you know, like like uh, Matt Ford just posted a, a, a video, a quick little thing about this. He's in D.C. and uh, he just happens to be visiting there. But and and uh, and he just posted a thing today um, uh, saying the same thing, saying like, you know, uh, you know, this is this is going on. Um, and uh, anyways, but you know, so that, that, and he, and he said on there, he said, people in DC pay attention. They do. People, there are representatives and staffers and congressmen and senators who do pay attention. And, uh, and, and if you are on Twitter, Facebook, and you can share something you're posting with them, right. It, granted, a staffer might be seeing it, but still, you know, that gets brought to their attention.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: obviously. Gillibrand and Burchett themselves have paid attention to things. Ufology has posted. Uh, that's obvious that they're yeah. looking at some of it themselves, mm-hmm. which is quite remarkable. But that's you know they're uh, they're prying to see what the reaction and the pulse is out there. That's right. Uh, even though we're you know a, a very small, <laughs> we don't even
0: <laughs> register
1: as far as their constituents or anything. Right. But. But they have a you know, they obviously have an interest. Why they have an interest? Let's discuss that real quick.
0: Well, let's do that after they the break. To we gotta take a session. quick break real quick. Oh, oh okay, sorry, man. And then when we get back, we can actually jump right into that. That's actually a great question I want to go over. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and take our quick commercial well, break. I don't
1: know for sure, but I have some idea based upon stuff that we've heard right. going on behind the scenes. Right. Okay, we'll get yep.
0: to that. All right, so we'll take our quick commercial break and we'll be back after these commercials. UFO Encounters Worldwide would like to present KP Expressive Events, which is an event planning company serving Philadelphia and the tri state area. They host new, fun themed events each month, so if you love music, art, anime, or even UFOs, keep checking for our events each month, and we hope to see you there soon. Check the UFO Encounters Worldwide website in the events section for new events monthly from KP Expressive Events. UFO Encounters Worldwide has an official website for the podcast. You can go to ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com to go check out our website. There's articles on the UFO phenomenon. You can follow my travels, see where I've been, and what conferences are coming up. That's again, ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. For the first time this year on May 20th, 2023, we'll be holding the first annual Philadelphia UFO Exposure Con. We have seven amazing speakers including Joe Foster, Robert Spearing, George Filer, Frank Chile, Eric Mantel, Bill Burns, and Tom Carey. We'll also be holding a QA and a at the end of the day. We'll have dinner buffet, a light lunch hors d'oeuvres, book signings, merchandise, And a cash bar so come on out on may 20th 2023 from 12 p.m to 10 p.m eastern standard time you can order your tickets in the description of the episode below we hope to see you there
1: ufo encounters worldwide wants to hear from you have an experience or a sighting you want to share?
0: Contact your host, Jesse Peek, at UFO Encounters worldwide at gmail.com today. UFO Encounters Worldwide would like to announce our brand new home at the UnX Network. Listen to us every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear UFO Encounters Worldwide podcast. That's on the Unex Network. Looking for some new swag? UFO Encounters Worldwide now has an official swag store you can go to storefrontier.com slash UFO Encounters Worldwide. It'll take you directly to our new swag store where you can get hoodies, sweatpants, t-shirts, and more. Also, we also sell brand new stickers and pins. Just DM me anytime and we'll get you all set up. Again, for the official swag store, that's storefrontier.com slash UFO Encounters Worldwide. Welcome back to the second half of episode 83 with our special guest women in the field, Melinda Leslie. Um, so we were kind of, we were talking about Gillibrand um, do you want to continue where we left off of why, why they're involved, why they want to push this forward and uh, go from there?
1: Well, I think the easy obvious answer to that is that setting Congress have been having these closed door sessions with Military government and intelligence witnesses um, everything from the, the the naval pilots, you know, et cetera, um, to other guys on those ships when those things happen, those major events. Right. Um, combined with probably people involved in other programs, uh, people like Dr. Gary Nolan and people like Eric Davis, et cetera, and others. Uh, Dr. Eric Davis and others who have been. We're, you know, and people involved in the nukes um, in, in situations where uh, craft have been over, UFOs have been over nuclear bases or uh, nuclear weapon storage things and yeah, shut Robert everything sells. on or off or whatever. OK, so yeah, like uh, so all Malmstrom and all those. OK, so. I do know that they've been having these closed door sessions. Um, we were hearing that going on over the last five years, increasingly so. I know they've met with quite a few people. I don't even know how many. I, I've heard 30, 40. I, you know, I I don't know, you know, that they've met with. Um, and and that they've had some of those same individuals then meet with Kirkpatrick. And so that may come up on the 19th. She might say, have you met with these people we've been sending to you? And what have they told you? You know, that might come up. And so. Now, I don't think there, there's reason at this point to think it's just Kirkpatrick. And unfortunately, we're not hearing from any of those people yet, but that might be coming. I certainly hope so. We're hoping there'll be public testimony. Because again, see, without the media coverage, nobody knows there's been these closed door things. Right. And uh, and that all this is being said. So it gets back to, though, to answering your question, why are the senators and congressmen interested because they've been meeting with these people and hearing it so they now know it's real ufos are real
0: you know, yeah UAV are real
1: <laughs> people military is involved in this stuff all the time yep. and they've heard from high level people and low level people but people you know in government and military positions or contractors to them you know uh sharing their accounts and you and I and all of us listening who follow this subject can know we've already heard some of these people out there speaking. So can you imagine like under oath when they're able to to go or not under oath, well, it might be under oath, but in these closed door sessions to security councils, because it's 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 the those various security councils within the Congress and Senate that are hearing these. And so these people have the freedom to go deeper. In those situations and they're protected to do so legally, you know, so I can I can just imagine the kind of things those people are hearing. And so when that's why they're interested, it's what they're hearing and what they know exists and what they know is factual. Right. And now they want the data to back it up, which is why they formed Arrow. And before that, the UAPTF, the task force and now Arrow and to say, we want this data. Right. And they know, like Burchette and Gillibrand have been saying repeatedly, and we are being lied to, you know, and Rubio and everyone else involved. They're like, we know we're being lied to. Yep. And it's because they're hearing how they know they're being lied to because they're hearing this stuff directly from people involved. And so I think they have the intent to have us the public hear those people and this is just all the steps and the minuscule minutia to build up to get us to where we get to hear these people
0: yeah i absolutely agree i I couldn't agree more with you um so it's exciting for sure um yeah
1: and, and it's it's a painfully slow process you know, disclosures, as someone else said this, I can't, I didn't come up with this, but they said disclosures happening at the speed of government.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: <And> unfortunately, <laughs> that's true. But so, you know, it just requires patience, but, but we're all excited because we're hearing it, The people coming on my tours, John Q public isn't hearing it. So everybody call your media reps, call anyone, you know, with a news or a media association, and it can it can be alternative. It can be mainstream. It can be print. It can be thank God we've got some good people. You know, we've got everything from what like the debrief and Politico and and um, Billy Cox and, you know, and his stuff. You know, we've got people doing good media stuff. In Absolutely. The field, thank God. Absolutely. But we need more because, again, it's not getting to the thousands of people who come on my tour. Right. It's they're not hearing it. They're hearing it for me. But they're not hearing it on the media, and so uh, it's frustrating. It's I hear frustrating. you. I but understand. Need. <laughs> and these hearings, contact your media, say these hearings are going on. They need to listen to them, because if because if they listen to these hearings, they'll cover it. Right. Of course, that's you know that's mainstream and that that will that's safe for them to cover. You
0: know so let's kind of change it here a little bit yeah. kind of um go into your background uh, how you got started um your your research you know all that let's let's talk a little bit about that oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot to unpack <laughs> okay
1: readers digest super condensed version here okay all um, right i got and and we'll stick to just the ufo subject correct yes <laughs> we'll do that is okay yeah <laughs> I'm very involved in paranormal stuff and metaphysical stuff. You know. Okay. In 1989, friends of mine and I took a last minute fluke of a trip out to Area 51 in Nevada, right when the whole Lazar story was first breaking. And was announced on a radio show at the time called Billy Goodman's The Happening. And in uh, John Lear, who's now no longer with us, but veteran researcher John Lear, was going on that show talking. And a friend of mine fell upon it, turned me on to, it. we listened, we took a trip out to Area 51. We had amazing sightings. We were so jazzed. We went back two weeks later and about a month after that. So this was uh, roughly September, October, maybe the last weekend in August to start with in 1999. but basically September, October, 1999. I had three back-to-back trips out to Area 51. I've been many times since, but those three back-to-back, I had incredible sightings every time. And something about having those signs was like inserting a key and turning it, because I started to have memories come forward of childhood, teenage, and young adult abduction experiences. And and then uh, during that time or shortly after, it was late '89. I had a roommate witness one of my abduction experiences. Really, and uh, yeah, she witnessed the whole thing, and uh, she witnessed I was gone and was looking for me during. Um, a period of about three hours of missing time where I was nowhere to be found. Um, I thought I was sitting in my room. I was sitting on my bed. I knew exactly what time it was. And suddenly it was three hours later. And she actually went in my room during that time and saw that I was gone. Wow. And it was at night. My light was on and she goes in my room and I'm not there. And then fully conscious Little bit later than that, she saw an alien walking in the hallway, go in her bedroom, turn. And after going to my room, she'd closed the my bedroom door and she said, Melinda, walk through your door like a knife through butter So she was fully conscious, sitting in her room when it she saw it and with her door, bedroom door open to the hallway, and she sees a flash of light in the hallway. She looks. There's this being, it walks into her room, looks right at her. She's fully conscious, sitting on her bed. It walks and goes through my door. So not only did she go in my room during my missing time, but she fully conscious on Alien and House.
0: Wow. That's, and that's so, great to have somebody else be a witness.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I was having back-to-back experiences and lots of things with... New scars and scoop marks, you know, appearing and bruising, right? And other, you know, other all the needle marks, all the there's all this list of common stuff that I know you know, but just your listeners know there's this common physical on the body evidence stuff that's a huge variety for fluorescing. Of course, that's back then I didn't know to check for that. Now I know to check for that, but back in 89 and that was an unknown thing. Um, Too bad, yeah, right. (laughs) I had lots, but. I was having needle marks and scrapes and burns and bruising and you know blah, blah blah all the usual stuff, okay and and the infamous scoop marks which are large looks like a scoop of skin taken but it's a healed scar for those who are less aware. I always feel like when we talk about this you got to be careful that not everyone knows.
0: Right, no, you're absolutely right. That
1: people have been in the field for a long time. No, you know, there's a huge learning curve absolutely. without a doubt. So, but that stuff and but then I had witnesses galore. I also had physical evidence in my environment, Uh, Immediately, not immediately following, but shortly after that, that next summer. So if one was like, you know, November, December 89, July of 90, myself and two friends, Steve and Mike, those are the real names, were driving on a road trip and the three of us got taken from the car. So mass abduction, that's called. And, And both of them remembered the event. And we had physical evidence and other stuff. So suddenly I was taken with other people who also consciously remember, you know, and um, later the three of us got separate regressive hypnosis sessions, but all done with the late Dr. Deborah Troncalli, who was a full-fledged PhD psychotherapist. And she ended up saying our regressions were done a bit apart from each other. Long story short, she ended up saying our memories match perfectly. Wow. We clearly remembered the identical same experience. Um, and then i have been involved in other mass abductions. So, and and then one time I was taken with friends from here in Sedona. Um, and five of us were taken from a house together here in Sedona. And there was landing trace evidence in the yard. Hmm. You know, with marks on the ground. We, it was kind of funny. We had like a crop circle in the yard. Um, there had been all these weeds overgrown. It was a huge, what they... They used as a dart, dog run, but it was this just this huge chain linked in area. And uh, long story short, and and there was like a crop circle left in the weeds where there was actually the weeds were gone and the ground was highly radiated. It it didn't grow vegetation there for many years in the mark and. Uh, And in the middle of this, where the weeds, it wasn't like anyone had pulled weeds out. Like if you'd grabbed all those weeds and pulled them, you'd have loose dirt and clumps of dirt, right? and Broken ground. Right. If you mowed them, you've had short stubby stuff. It was like the weeds weren't even there in the circle. It Mm. was like they were, I I don't know what to say, evaporated. They weren't even there. There was no stubs, no holes in the ground, nothing. It was just solid ground. Where did the weeds go? But in the middle of this circle area where this happened, except for there were weeds piled up in a circle around the outside of the edge of this circle. And there had been solid leaves. They had two, they had a, a big oak tree and I think two big sycamore trees that are actually technically in the neighbor's yard, but lean over theirs. And it was solid leaves in that area. They were overdue by like a month to have their gardener come. And so it was solid weeds and solid leaves. And the weeds and the leaves were pushed out in like a berm, like a little hill around the outside the circle. But the circle itself, hard ground, no no sign of any weeds, except for in the middle was one clump. And you're not gonna believe this. I mean, the clump of weeds in the middle, which were pretty tall, they're at least over a foot tall, were woven like a basket in the middle. Wow. You know, they, if anyone who follows crop circle yeah. research knows that this weaving thing can happen. Right. They were like, all the weeds were gone. There was no mark of disturbance to the ground. So I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how they're able to do that. That's interesting. Gone. And in the middle though, is a clump and they're woven. No joke, no joke. And that was in the yard. And we all, all five of us remembered the experience. So my point being, when you've got when you've got evidence and you've got, and then these witness experiences, I mean, I was part of a, the group abduction from the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego, California, when 15 of us were taken together and two books, one by Preston Dennett, and then the more in-depth one by Yvonne Smith, uh, uh, regression therapist, Yvonne Smith, head of Ciro Close Encounter Resource Organization. I'm sure you know all this, but for your listeners. And uh, uh, she wrote a, 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 a more in Death book when Preston first wrote about it, there were only five cases, but when Yvonne eventually worked with everyone and regressed them, there were 15 cases in her book, okay. but I'm a chapter in that book. Cause I was one of those people who was part of that. So when you have these experiences where you're taken with other people, it really helps you go, okay, this, this really
0: happened. Right. You don't question your sanity at that point. You know, a lot of people oh, do yeah. so.
1: Cause you do No, you do. I mean, I was so fortunate that a researcher had introduced me to Dr. Deborah Troncalli because when I first went to her, um, cause I'd been in the field, like I said, 34 years, so like 32 years ago, I was going to her and I was like, um, I or 33 years ago. And I'm like, I went to her saying, I'm losing my mind. This obviously isn't real. What is going on? I'm having a psychosis or something. Right. And she said, well, let's, let's work with it and see. And so I started, you know, working with her and getting counseling and whatever. And then she also did regressive hypnosis of which she had been trained by, by, um, the leading researchers in abduction back then who were taking leading therapists and training them like, um, you know, everything from Bud Hopkins and John Mack and Back then, John Carpenter was one of those people. Who got trained too, you know, and and Leo Sprinkle and et cetera, et cetera. So she was part of that old group, and because of my friendship with her, I met those people and became friends with them, um, et cetera, uh, and Yvonne, you know, and uh, and now I do most of my work if I need that with with Yvonne,
0: okay. uh, with
1: Yvonne Smith. Um, but uh, and I'm active in in her zero close encounter research. Do you program.
0: recommend hypnosis for everybody?
1: Well, here's the deal i went because i was having physical evidence bits and pieces of memory and i needed to know was i losing my mind or was this happening so for me it was a healing thing it was really needed for me to understand i wasn't going nuts so if you're at that point with your experiences then absolutely it's a very helpful tool okay um it's also be careful what you ask for because if you don't if you just go well i wonder if i've had abduction but you have no missing time no physical evidence no witnesses no memory no nothing why would you go digging (laughs) right (laughs) right because you guys this is really stressful really traumatic really isolating how many people do i know that have gotten divorced over the subject i know people that have lost custody of their children over the subject. I know people had to fight for custody of their kids to get to, to, to have custody. I know people, famous abductees. You could list, I could sit here and list 30 famous names that you never hear in the field anymore. Yeah. There are a few that you do hear. Kathleen Martin represents the Hills. And so you have the Hill case via Kathleen. Okay. You have Travis still out there. Okay. You have Debbie Jordan. Thank God still out there. You know, and, and me and other, you know, so I could list there there are, you know, uh, there's probably and Whitley, thank God, you know, I, mean, I could probably list a good 20 names easily that are active in the field that have been for a while. And maybe some of them are some people newer, <clears throat> you know, Yeah. but I could list 30 names of abductees who were once authors and wrote and on the lecture circuit who you never hear from anymore. Now, why do you never hear from them? because it was so rough or the community was so hard on them or they started to have, that's a whole nother thing, they started to have so much MILAB stuff, they started to have so much covert action that to make it all go away, they pulled out of the field because they wanted their life normalcy back. And, and people don't often talk about all those people, but you guys, there are a huge group of people that you don't hear from anymore for those reasons.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've, I've, I've known people that were over medicated, put in the be- behavioral health systems, you know,
1: Oh God. Yeah.
0: And it's a shame and yeah. you know, it's we're that's what we're trying to stop now f- from having medical professionals, misdiagnose experiencers.
1: Yes. That's yeah. a
0: big part of this, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I, and I'm glad you're doing that. We've got to talk some more sometime, not on the air, but, um, at one time I contacted attorney, Dan Sheehan. Well, I know, I know Dan quite well, Daniel Sheehan. Um, very good friends. And I called him up and I said, Danny, there's got to be something to protect experiencers' rights. And I hate the word experiencers, so I'm going to say abductee's rights. Abductee and contactee rights. In this era era of disclosure, and in a post-disclosure era, because era, You know, even Steve Bassett, I heard, you know, I know Steve quite well, but he just did, researcher, Stephen Bassett, did a recent lecture that I was there for. And the end, he said, you know, in post-disclosure, you know, as soon as disclosure happens, everyone's going to say, well, who are these beings? What do we know about them? What's known about them? What are they doing? Why are they here? And they're instantly going to go to the, the abductees and the contactees. And there'll be a wave of media attention and everything for the contactees and abductees because everyone will go, what? Because they're going to go, the government. What do you know about these things? The government's going to be, we don't know anything, right? At least initially. And if they do know anything, they're not going to talk about that for a long time. I, they're even not. They're not even going to talk about the beings. And people are instantly going to say, who's flying these things? Who's building these things? Right. Right. And they're going to come to us. And I, I agree with Steve. Completely, And so I started to be concerned. We need to protect the rights of people who have these experiences. Because, I mean, look what's happening right now in the world and in U.S. politics and people attacking, you know, the attack of the LBGQ, you know, LBG, LBGTQ community, you know what I mean
0: i just stood out anything you support um, today you get attached for i mean really you know
1: but that and yeah so it's like how is this going to affect us right you know yeah and and it could get rough and 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 we we have rights we have a, the standard rights but those still need to be protected and maybe there's additional right you know so i think this i think and and how we're handled medically exactly absolutely is part of it so and and I contacted a couple key um, leaders in the abduction research, well, the key people who are leading in the abduction research community. I could, they're all no names, but um, I would be known to you. <laughs> not okay, Not necessarily lizard, but you would certainly know and 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 I went to these folks and they all said absolutely sign me up I want to be involved yes I agree 100% I've been thinking the same thing and then I didn't pursue it because of time and energy and economy and whatever so I didn't stick with it but it's still something I'm going to do right. so even though I shelved it so I've been shelved for like a year so it's like time to get back there and um, okay. and do it Anyways, so but got I about two minutes left. You guys so you know. are doing uh, a- a- any anyone who's interested in helping the the abductees and contactees and protecting them and looking out for medical rights and right. and their well being. The therapists involved, the hypnotherapists, the major abduction research organization, obviously MUFON ERT people. You know, I I applaud everyone for what they're doing. It. it you know?
0: Yep, it, it, absolutely.
1: It's a group effort. It it it'll take a you know, it'll take a community.
0: To That's right. Research. So we actually have a minute left. Do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you at, where they can get oh, in touch Oh, God, with really? You? Are we had
1: a time that fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fly
0: no, by. I there were things where
1: you wanted to talk about that <laughs> we didn't get to. But, that always
0: know. happens. <laughs> you want to tell <laughs> everybody?
1: Another one and, and say, we're going to pick up where we left
0: off. <laughs> we will. We'll have you on again and definitely do that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, do you want so to tell there's...
0: everybody your website, uh, where to get you at, all that?
1: Yeah, um, UFO Sighting Tours, Tours, T-O-U-R-S, with you know, plural. UFOsightingtours.com is the website. It's going to go through a major update soon, but it, it exists. <laughs> and, uh, and it's got stuff on it. Um, and then Melinda Leslie on Facebook, at Linny Leslie on Twitter. And um, I think that's about it. Those are the ways to reach me.
0: All right, and I did put your website in the description of the episode, so people can click on that and get a hold of you that way as well. Um, and I really want to thank you for coming on today. I mean, we had such a good conversation that that hour felt like five minutes. <laughs>
1: I know, man. It's it just so just so much. <laughs> So, uh, you say, tell me about your background. I'm like, yikes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs>
1: a lot in back, but yeah, well, no, absolutely. And and there's great stuff going on in this subject. It's absolutely, a, it's exciting time. Absolutely. to be involved in the subject. I mean, this I have been, It's been exciting the 34 years I'm in it. It started with the breaking of the whole you know area 51 and lazar stuff and so right. I started off diving into the deep end you know i hear you and 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 then through the years of like the 90s and the early 2000s when the heyday of abduction research you know being part of that community and right so it's it, it, it's, it's never been a dull moment all I the time you. i've been in it but i mean the the, the fact that we could get a, a disclosure and admittance from from the u.s government about the reality and that we're not alone and that we have visitors is, is, is huge. It's, it's yep. history making, like you said, yep. and, and that's so exciting. And with that will come the media attention to be a double sword because on the one end it could be everybody starts talking about this, taking it seriously, right. science, looking into it and all the good stuff that can come from that. On yep. the On the downside, it can mean it's a tough time for those with experiences. And so that's, again, why I think it's important, the work that you and I are going to do to help those people.
0: Yeah, we'll get into it next time we have you on. But I want to thank you for coming on today. It was an an honor to speak with you. and It was a great conversation. I've learned a lot myself today. So thank you again for coming on, Melinda. I enjoyed it. Thank you. uh,
1: Thanks for having me. I really
0: appreciate it. No problem. And I want to thank everybody for listening to today's episode. Uh, Like I said, if you need anything from Melinda, her information is in the description of the episode below. And I want to thank you all for tuning in this week. And remember next time to keep your eyes in the sky. Well, I wanna thank Melinda Leslie for coming on and continuing our celebration of women in the field for the month of April. All month long, we'll be celebrating women who are in ufology. And I wanna thank Melinda for coming on today and sharing her abduction experience with us and some of the information that she's been researching for the past 32 years. So thank you for that, Melinda. we'll we'll definitely have you on again. Um, Next week, we are going to have the top cases from this month's MUFON journal. Those are always the top cases of the true unknown. So that should be full of great information. And also be sure to check out our sponsor, KMP Expressive Events, if you're in the tri-state area and you want to hold an event, conference, a birthday party, or whatever it may be. They make the entire process so easy. I've used them multiple times and I can say this from experience. You can find them on Facebook, And you can find them on my website as well if you do want to get in touch. They're also holding the Peace, Love, and Music Festival on June 4th. It's only $5 a ticket. So check that out. That's at ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. And with that being said, I hope we see you guys all next week and that you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, remember to keep your eyes in the sky.